Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus teaches to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace. With Donuts and Devos, with Donuts and Devos. Donuts and Devos lead us to peace. Lead us to peace. Hello, kids, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos. Or if it's your first time joining us, hi there. I'm Mary Faith, and we are thrilled you're joining us for our devotion today. Hi. Come join us for devotions. I hope they do. For those of you who are listening for the first time, here's what we do. Each week we have a special devotion where we read Bible stories and talk about what we can learn from them. And we memorize Bible verses and sing. It's a great chance to take 15 minutes out of your day and spend some time in God's Word. Today I want to say a special thank you to Eden, Jude, and Titus and their family in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much, kids. You are what makes it possible for us to continue having our devotions right here every week. If you'd like to help support Donuts and Devos, you can by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com/donutsanddevos, and you can become a member for just five dollars a month. That's just about two regular coffees each month. You can get our coloring pages and activities for kids over on our website at donutsanddevos.com/resources, and you can follow us on Instagram at donutsanddevos4kids. You can send us a picture of your completed coloring page, and we'll share it in our feed. All links can be found in our show notes. Can we get started now? You betcha. Let's take a quick recap of where we left off last time. Remember how Joseph interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh as being a time of great crops, and then a time of great famine. Yes. Pharaoh was so impressed that he appointed Joseph to be in charge of storing the grain during the seven good years and sharing it with the people when the seven years of famine came. Do you know what famine is? It's a loss of food. Yeah, it's when the ground dries up and the crops and animals start to die and wither away. The famine was so great it swept through Egypt and even over to the land where Jacob and Joseph's brothers were living. After they used all their stored up food, they were sent by Jacob to Egypt to buy grain because Jacob heard that it was being stored in Egypt. Did they meet Joseph? We're going to find out. Let's start with our prayer and then we can continue our story.
Let's catch our listeners up to where we're at in Genesis. Jacob sent his sons to Egypt to buy grain. The first time, he did not send Benjamin with them. Benjamin was the only other son from Jacob's beloved wife, Rebekah, just like Joseph. And he was the youngest. When his brothers came to Egypt, Joseph recognized them right away, but they did not recognize him. Why do you think they didn't recognize him? Because he dressed up differently. And also he was in the king's court, too. Yep, you're right. Many years went by. And he probably did look and dress and walk like an Egyptian. (laughs) I liked how you got that in there. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Now, Joseph did not reveal himself to his brothers. Instead, he gave them a test. He put money in their grain bags. The brothers returned to Joseph and claimed they were innocent. They didn't steal the money. To see if they would keep their word, Joseph made a deal with them. Let's read from Genesis chapter 42, verses 12 through 25. He said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. And they said, We your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go from this place, unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother, while you remain confined, that your words may be tested whether there is truth in you. Or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. On the third day Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody, and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me. So your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, In truth, we are guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us, and we did not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. Then he turned away from them and wept. And he returned to them and spoke to them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to replace every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. We finally hear the brothers' guilt and regret expressed. They think that these difficulties in Egypt with Joseph... But they don't know it's him. Nope, not yet. Right. Well, they think that it's connected to what they did to him so long ago, all those years ago. They are sorry for their past actions towards their young brother Joseph and believe this is their punishment because of that. Joseph now tests his brothers and puts the money they used to pay for the grain back into his brother's grain sacks. Joseph was obviously filled with emotion at seeing his brothers again, and with a desire to see if his father and the youngest brother, Benjamin, were taken care of. The brothers, except Simeon, go back home, and eventually their grain ran out again. And where do you think Jacob sent his sons to buy more grain? Back Back to Egypt. And this time with Benjamin, as Joseph told them, because 
They knew they couldn't face that leader in Egypt again without him. Reuben, the oldest, promised Jacob that he would keep Benjamin safe. Hopefully safer than he kept Joseph when he threw him in the well. Good memory! So, they go back to Egypt and stand before this leader, who then becomes overwhelmed with seeing his little brother again. But Joseph tested his brothers one more time to see if they truly did love and care for each other. He hid his silver cup in Benjamin's sack, and when Joseph's men found it, the brothers were so upset. Joseph demanded that Benjamin become his servant. This was the test. Had the ten brothers changed their jealous and murderous hearts since the time they sold Joseph as a slave? Judah actually came forward and offered to sacrifice his life for Benjamin's, to spare Benjamin, and also to spare Jacob grief and sadness at losing his youngest son. Judah shared everything with Joseph about their family. He showed that their hearts had changed and the brothers took responsibility for their wrongs, their guilt, and for the lives of each other. And what did Joseph say? Let's keep reading from Genesis chapter 45. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household, and all that you have, do not come to poverty. Joseph tells him who he is. He does, and he makes it very clear that it was God who brought him to Egypt, not really them. God worked all things for good. Even the bad things the brothers did? Yep, everything for good. Through this test, Joseph saw that his brothers truly had changed. Judah himself was willing to risk his own life so that Benjamin would be saved. What a difference from all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And remember that promise that God made to the patriarchal fathers? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He promised them a savior. And that savior would come down through the line of, well, can you kids guess which brother? Judah! Judah is right. The brother who gave a sacrificial offer of his life for his father and his brother. Wow, so much has changed with the sons of Jacob. Sure has, and as we definitely can see again, 
God works everything out for, for good. good. Let's say a quick prayer to God. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, When we do wrong, When we do wrong, Remind us of your faithfulness. Remind us of your faithfulness. Forgive us. Forgive us. And keep us strong in faith in Jesus. And keep us strong in faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we do something wrong, whether we know it was wrong or not, sometimes we get this icky feeling inside. Yeah, sometimes that happens to me. This feeling is called guilt, when we realize we have done wrong. The brothers felt this in our story today. They realized all those years later that the way they had treated Joseph had been wrong and felt the guilt of their sin on them. And that's our faith word of the day, guilt. Our sin makes us guilty before God and each other. When we take responsibility of our sin and acknowledge our sinfulness, we can say, I'm sorry, and truly mean it, asking God and others for forgiveness. And Jesus gave us forgiveness when he died on the cross, right? Yes. Jesus took the guilt of our sins on himself on the cross, earning for us forgiveness. And then he showed he conquered sin and death when he rose from the dead. When we say, I'm sorry and trust in Jesus, that's repenting, just like Joseph's brothers did. And because of Jesus' sacrificial love on the cross for us, God says to us, you are forgiven, my child. So I'm not guilty before God? You are justified, not guilty. Judah's words in Egypt showed the brothers' change of heart and realization of what they'd done to Joseph years before. They are taking responsibility of their actions and understanding that before God, they were guilty. We're going to learn a small section of Genesis chapter 44, verse 16 for our memory verse today as a reminder that we are all found guilty of our sin and need to come before God and say we're sorry. Can you read it for us? God has found out the guilt of your servants. God has found out the guilt of your servants. These are Judah's words, and we're going to memorize them with Miss Baker today. God has found out the guilt of your soul. 
As we acknowledge our sin, we also have the hope and forgiveness that God gives us through His Son, Jesus. God has found out the guilt of your servants. God has found out the guilt of your servants. And that wraps up our devotion for this week. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for joining us and listening in as we spend some time in God's Word. We are so close to finishing up Genesis. Our journey through Genesis has been an extraordinary one. I don't know about all my listeners out there, but I know I have learned so much information about the early years of our world and the people that lived there. If you missed some of our early episodes, I encourage you to go back and go ahead and listen to those. You can find all of the coloring pages and activity sheets on our website. It's truly fascinating to look at Genesis as a whole as we tackle it chronologically. Please find us on social media so you can hang with us throughout the week. We have a Facebook group called Donuts and Devos, a podcast for kids. The link is in the show notes. It's a wonderful community where we have some positive encouragement, live videos, some inspirational quotes, and they're all centered on God's word, hopefully to add a little bit of positivity to your social media consumption. We are also on Instagram, as we mentioned earlier in the episode. You can find us at Donuts and Devos for Kids. And again, just as a reminder, if your children do color those pages, please take a picture, send it to us, and we will include that in our feed and stories on social media. If you'd like to support us, you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Donuts and Devos, and we'd love to give you a shout out when you support us. We truly are trying to help as many families grow in God's word and you sharing our podcast helps so much. May God's love and comfort be with you this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. I'm Mary Faith and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus's peace. Bye kids. See you next time. Donuts and Devos.